Happiness is a butterfly which, when pursued, is always just beyond your grasp, but which, if you will sit down quietly, may alight upon you. Good morning, fellow pilgrims, travelers on the funny path of life. Today I will talk about three of my favorite words, maybe more than three, but the, the three of them are the, are the key one, the keystone. And uh, I'm going to free flow on that. Uh, no, no goal there, just fun. Shall we? so good so good mm. so here we are again here I am again with another opportunity to uh, to play in a sandbox so here we are with those three words, I mean, there are more, but they are, well, they are really three. I have, I must, I should. Those were so much part of my fiber for the longest time. The first time I was challenged or asked or invited to look at them differently, again with Hal in Texas during one of those group sessions I went to I went to quite a few of them he called them black magic words and he was also maybe the first person who get me to think about words as having powers and when you think about it, when you utter any one of those, I have, I must, I should, it has this tone of responsibility, tone of inevitability, you know, it's not a choice. I have, I have to, you know, it has to be done, yeah, I must, if not what kind of a person I am, I should. And I think since that time, I slowly started to look at them differently and to become mindful of the impact they had on me when I uttered them. And for whatever reason, I'm jumping way ahead now. It brings me... Sorry. In 2018, so I was divorced then. I had uh, gone to California to that uh, Buddhist retreat center to try to get a grasp on who I was and what direction I wanted my life to take. And I met this woman, Katie. 
somehow, I don't know, I just became fascinated by her. She was not my type, it was not, it didn't fit the regular slot, but anyway, there was just something about her. Anyway, and uh, once I left the place in uh, May, so I got there, no, in March, my goodness, I got there in November, November 14, 2017, and I left there March 3, I think, or March 5th of 2018 and I expressed to her some of my some of the way that I felt about her and there seemed to be a reciprocity so we started to communicate when I was on the road and in May we we chose to to meet in Sacramento California and then to explore this connection and see if there was anything to it if I was fooling myself and so about a month before I uh, because obviously uh, being uh, on the road you know it's uh, being a trucker you do need to give those guys a little notice who you work with because of the logistic of it and so you know I did I was like uh, yeah in about a month I need to be in Sacramento and to keep in mind, I started in March and I had not taken a day off in two months. And uh, came the week, you know, and uh, several times to my supervisor, I mentioned to him, you know, just a reminder, you know, that I need to be in uh, Sacramento in that time frame and all good and nice and smooth. And then a few days before, I was like, you know, uh, I get this dispatch, and a dispatch is basically when you get a load, where you get a new customers, you know, they give you information about, you know, where it is, what time, and when you have, when you need to have it delivered, and then you have to agree to it, because there are things like your hours, you can drive only so many hours per week, and the logistic of it. And that load, the new load that I was being given, was going to guarantee that I was not going to be able to make it to Sacramento. So I contacted my supervisor and I was like, well, I can't take that load because if I take that load, it it means I'm not going to be able to to make it to Sac- Sacramento and I need to go I need to make it there. And the guy answered me, well, I'm sorry, that's just the way it is. <laughs> you have to. So here's where that's connecting to you have to, you must and you should. You have to, you know, that's just, uh, yeah, I'm sorry it didn't work out. And I'm like, yeah, but that's not going to work. I am not going to take that load. And he's like, you have to. I was like, yeah, no, I don't have to, actually. So yeah, but if you don't, uh, you don't have a choice. I was like, yeah, yeah, I have a choice. There are consequences, I understand that, but I have a choice. And the choice is clear. So the guy wasn't really happy with me. <laughs> And I'm not bringing any morality into it. So it became this interesting game. So basically it was, I guess, maybe he thought I was bluffing or... And I'm sure I was not, of course, the first person with whom he had that kind of conversation. People wanting to go home or God knows what. And uh, the world, the culture of trucking is very interesting. Uh, 
and some of that has more to do actually sometime either with the companies or some of the individuals working in that company because the following company I worked with they were actually trying to get me off the road more <laughs> which was very funny so which in a way felt nice that they were mindful of, of the necessity of for many people to be off the road and uh, I was like there's one thing I know I'm going to tell you I was in Denver, Colorado right now. I was in a TNA truck stop. The, there's only like two or three in Denver. It's a horrible city to, to park a truck. There's not a lot of places. And I was like, the one thing that I know is that, you know, four days from now, I'm going to be in Sacramento. You know, I've told you many times, I don't know what the heck you were doing on your end, but the one thing is sure, I am heading that way. And he was like, well, you can't, and, 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 and all the reasons. I was like, well, I'll tell you. So if you do not find me a load to go there, then I will, uh, you know, I will leave the truck here or wherever, you know, find a place to leave it, you know, for you all to pick it up. And then I will get a rental car and then I will go to California. And the guy was really ticked with me. And then he ended up talking to a supervisor And within five minutes, I had a load to go to California. And the only point of this one was this interesting mindset when those words, I have, I must, I should, I mean, forever I remember before. Most of the time, anyway, because I did, I think I have, I have had a passive-aggressive undertone that I would just swallow those bitter pills and you would get to a moment where I would just explode and I became very destructive. And I was just, uh, I was denying my actual responses of how I chose to respond to the situation because of shame and guilt and really of weakness, feeling really weak and incompetent. And uh, somehow it just wasn't something that I could do. And throughout the years, and for sure since meeting Glenda and after you know, finding love in my life, that started to change my, uh, my value, my, my self-worth started to change. And uh, in this case, it was clear because it was very important. It was, uh, I was very smitten by somebody and I wanted to find out, it's like, am I really in love with that person? And because if it is, I don't really know of anything else more important in my life. Even now, we, I'm sure I'll talk some more about my, the second love of my life. Uh, even more mysterious and powerful in, in many ways. But there is nothing else that I find more important if I, have, if I feel like I have this special connection with somebody else. And uh, that person would just say, yeah, no. Um, it was just very interesting that those things were like, what do I have to? What other thing that I have no choice? It doesn't matter how I feel. Regardless, they are, you know, independently of me. And I came to realize there is mostly just one that I really have no choice. And that is, I cannot not breathe. I used to play into the water. I used to love to hold my breath, but 
man, get a point. I can't. I cannot. I have to breathe. I have to breathe. Kind of a funny when you think about it. I cannot not breathe. It's not a choice. Being in this life implied that condition. I have to live. I have to. I'm sorry. I have to breathe. And of course, I'm sorry. It's not the only one. The other one is I have to die. So, but after that, well, of course, you know, if I don't drink, I will die within a few days. But there is more leverage in terms of not drinking. It is also a strong pressure. It's, I would say it's close, but it's nothing as powerful as the breath. And then you have the food. But the food you can. It's actually not too many people will do it, but you can starve yourself to death. So you do have choice. And after that, everything else is conditioned. You know, you can or not, but you get to choose or you get to justify. You know, like people justify a miserable job because I need to make a living. Oh, some of the people I talk to lately, you know, I mean, I'm sure the economic situation is even more dire for so many people now that so many people feel lucky to have a job, to have an income. How many people have lost their homes, have lost jobs and are scared without that safety net? And I'm not arguing against it. It makes complete sense, you know. My goodness, if you have a family, children, how do you navigate those waters? But they are not have. Because you do not have to have a house to be alive. It would be more challenging. They, it might imply more suffering. But to go from consequences to I have to I think it's a huge gap because some of it is steeped in probabilities if I don't have money no, 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 there's a good chance so therefore I'm going to lean toward what makes more sense what gives me a better sense of security uh, a, a better probability of outcome And then we're entering into mathematics. So we are becoming numbers. And for me, it actually became more and more, those words became more and more unbearable. Until now, until recently with Urban here, we've had this conversation that was very, very interesting, very enlivening situation about the frustration when I would say, no, I don't have to. I don't have to work. You know, I don't have to do those things. Those things are not truth. They are conditioned. They are, you know, yes, if you don't work, things look different. You know, the, the outcome doesn't look as rosy, but that's a future. That's a projection. That's a possibility. That's a statistic. And sure, it has a, it has a number on its side. Yeah, if you don't work... It's very, 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 very unlikely you're going to make money. It's not impossible, but it's very, 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 very unlikely. It's very improbable. So sure, I'm, I'm not arguing with the numbers, you know? Um, if you drive drunk, 
yeah, there's a better chance you're going to get into a car wreck. So those things do, and they make sense, and they have a place. But I think sometimes there are questions in life which don't belong there. The bigger questions don't belong with mathematics and probabilities when it comes to what do I want to do with my life? What is my GPS? Because to me, when I hear I have to, I should and I must, I hear fear. And I hear doubt. I would say, I guess, under, under fear, I hear doubt. And yeah, I doubt myself. I doubt my ability. I doubt my intuition to, to take risk, to go out on the limb, to step away from that safety net, that illusion of security. Because we all know that regardless of the choices we make, there are so many factors in life. It is actually impossible to really consider any one decision and have a really, really good grasp on, on the outcome. It's actually impossible. But we try to narrow it down to those probabilities. And I think that actually makes sense. It makes sense for a lot of things. When I get up every morning, you know, like uh, there are things that I do and some that I enjoy more than others. But at the end of the day, I choose them because I want to. Because in this context, in this situation, it makes sense. But I think it might be interesting to consider that there are two kinds of questions. There are two kinds of decisions. There are your routine questions. Yeah, your routine. What am I going to wear? And what am I going to eat? Uh, you know, what am I going to do today? How am I going to talk to that person? There are a lot of things and factors. And some of those will fit within the bounds of that mathematical framework. I Sure, we don't, there's no point to reinvent the wheel. It would be very inefficient. And there is something to be said about convenience, the, what, what the mind offers, you know, with those algorithms. This is what that means. This is better to do that way. Boom. But there are those other ones. There are those crossroads, those symbolic crossroads, which sometimes we justify things and we lose opportunity to enlarge our point of view and and to to aliment to to feed that more abstract part of our reality of who we are as human being or to put it in uh, strange words while we are here and to me I can of course only speak of myself I am I have become much more aware of fear and the curiosity I have to explore and to challenge it as or to put it in a different environment to not give it as much leverage and to go more on a I'm not even sure if hope is the right word, but I don't believe fear is wise enough to make those big decisions when it comes to speaking one's truth, when it comes sometimes to, to step a little more further on the ledge, to be a little more uncomfortable, sometimes to step to step on, on toes 
instead of feeling like you're always walking on eggshell. So, yeah, I see those words differently and yeah, I, I kind of agree with Hal that I do realize now that some words have a lot of power. And I think in the four agreements, I, I can't, I, I still don't know why, I can't remember his name anyway, between Don Juan and then, uh, anyway, but uh, Don Miguel Ruiz, I think it's Don Miguel Ruiz in the four agreements. You know, the, the importance of your word and how you speak and what you say. And to me, to be truthful and to or to be yeah to be truthful to who I am and also congruency. I guess I'll talk some more about that later. I do like that word, congruent. To be congruent, and to let the chips fall where they may from time to time, and to be willing to be willing to risk or to to not try to guess or to to prognosticate. To not try to prognosticate where. It may go and to just allow that as a person or whatever the situation is to just play your part and then to just leave it at that. To stop playing those chess game. Even more so with people. Even more so in situation where you feel strong about something and you are aware that by me saying that or by me speaking my truth here, that person might instead of reverting to, well, you know, no, I have to, I can't say that, that's not right, you know, to be politically correct. Here's another dirty word, yeah, political correctness. Yeah, that's sometimes what I say may be controversial, may, it's possible the person may be annoyed, yes, that's not what I intend to do, but it's possible, but that's not my responsibility. And I trust that speaking my truth within this context, of course I am considerate, is enough. I don't have to. I don't have to answer for you. I don't have to guess what you're going to say. I don't have to make sure that you are not challenged or that you're not uncomfortable or whatever. It's, it's not mine, you know, to be who I am with you at any given time. And I want to, not I don't have to, I want that. I want to trust that I am not only able, capable of dealing with any situation, but that who I am is the best way to go about it. That integrated in me is compassion, empathy, all of those things. I don't have to think about it. I don't have to question it. My mind is working. I'm aware. I'm considering all those things. And yet, I come up with this one. I come up with this answer. And I will trust it. And let the chips fall where they may. So my friend, I will, uh, I will invite you to look or to put a different light on those words. I have to. I must. I should. It has to be done. And to, to play, to play with those. On that note, my friend, Om.